Welcome to this week's edition of In the Clubhouse with EMD. I'm Andy Kirikides, joined by my wonderful co-host, Keith Glasser. Keith, how we doing? Great, how are you? Start us off on the topic this week. We're going to talk about, it's that time of year. Guys are walking into offices, not knowing what to expect to hear from their coaching staffs. It's exit meeting time. So uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Yeah, um, we're at the end of the semester. Finals are are fired up, and you know, mo- I think most schools are in finals this week, and and probably a little bit into the next week. Um, but as the as the fall winds down at at the college baseball level, everyone starts having uh, their fall exit meetings with their players. Um, it's something that I would have to imagine that damn near every college program in the in the country does but uh, essentially what it is is you end up in a in a meeting with the coaching staff and we'll talk about what it is that you did during the course of the fall how your performance was where you see yourself fitting in how you think you did and 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 other things that went on <laughs> during the course of the fall semester right like you're going to talk about um you know how school went especially if you're a freshman um you know and even maybe a sophomore if you struggle a little bit freshman year and then you're going to get into your performance from a baseball standpoint and where the coaching staff sees you fitting um and kind of where you know you see you, yourself and, and how those two visions can kind of eventually match up um you know but they're they're going to be you know for a, a lot of people it ends up being a little bit of a of a tough conversation and i think for some people it's the first time you, you might be told that you know, you're not good enough to start yet. And, you know, pretty much everyone, I have to imagine everyone is, is going to be given a plan, um, for how you can get yourself better and to be able to get to the point where you want to be an everyday guy. Um, you know, and it might be getting the weight room more. It might be, you have to hit more. It might be, you have to defend more, um, whatever those things might be, but your coaches are going to tell you what those are and they're going to be you know, they're, they're going to be frank conversations, but you have to understand that they're coming from a, a place of them wanting you to be the best version of yourself so that you can help the program win. Um, you know, and being able to find that, that role within the team that is going to be able to help, you know, you develop as a player, but also ultimately get the team to the, the goals that you have as, as a team and as a program. And, you know, everyone's going to say they want to win a championship and, and things like that. And at the end of the day, there's only one conference tournament winner, or one conference winner, one conference tournament winner, and you get to a regional and eventually there's just one team who, who wins the whole thing. Um, you know, so your success can be kind of valued at, at depending on where you are um, at, at a little bit of a different level. But, you know, the exit meetings are, are really, you know, I, I think sometimes can be a little um, anxiety riddled because you don't necessarily know what you're going to hear. And, and, and then it's also processing the information that you're being given from the coaching staff to fit to what it is you need to do in order to get yourself better. And it's an opportunity because they're, they're literally giving you a blueprint for what it is that you need to do in order to get more burn um, and find yourself in the lineup a little bit more. So, you know, I, I think it's, you know, it's that time of year. And I, I think we would be remiss to not necessarily talk about this from a coaching standpoint that, you know, these things happen at the college baseball level, like they're going to happen in the fall and they happen in the spring. You know, you're going to have a conversation in the spring too about, you know, what the spring looked like, how you did, what you need to do in summer ball and what you need to do over the course of the summer to come back in the fall and, and be a little bit more competitive or, you know, get better to, to be a, a 
you know, maybe you're an everyday guy who hits in the seven hole and, you know, they want you hitting in the three hole next year. Like this is, this is the progression and this is what it looks like. Um, you know, so all the conversations are going to vary based off of who you are and where you fit into the program, but you have to take that constructive criticism, apply it to what you're going to do, not take it personal and then go work at those things so you can get better and, and legitimately give yourself an opportunity to, to be an everyday guy who's going to play baseball in that program. Yeah, the not take it personal part I think is huge, right? Because, you know, those guys are going to walk into their exit meetings and they're going to get told exactly what they think they're going to get told because they're really good players and they had really good falls and they kind of know where they sit on the team. Like, those are the easy conversations for coaches. You know, when you're talking to the dude who's a, you know, he's a, he's a junior, he's got two years where he's hit 330, he's an established player, you know, that, that conversation is going to go – Hey, make sure you're doing the right things. It's, you know, while you're away from campus, make sure you continue to get your swings in, make sure you're healthy, eat right, yada, yada, like stay out of trouble, whatever that is. Um, but the, <clears throat> the tougher conversations when you have to look a kid in the eye and tell him, Hey, man, you got some stuff you got to work on. Um, and if you're the player listening to this, you, you can't take it personal. Um, and you have to look at it as this is information that this coach is giving me based off of what is a fairly significant sample size, right? You know, guys will talk about, well, I only got 20 at-bats. Now, well, you might only got 20 at-bats, but, you know, you got you got 20-plus days on the field where you get to prove yourself. And um, you, know, you got to be able to take that information. You got to be able to check your ego at the door and sit down and go, okay, tell me. Give it to me straight. Tell me what I got to do. Um, and in my experience – and I, I would assume that you'll probably echo this sentiment as well, is that the kids that can look you in the face, nod your head, acknowledge them, acknowledge that you give them good information and then go, okay, so what do I need? What can I do? Those kids do really well. They'll figure it out. Um, those are the kids who are going to say, all right, well, you say that I need to become a better defender. Well, what, what else do I need to do? Well, I'm gone and you're not looking. What do I need to be doing? That kid's got a chance. And that kid usually is going to fight his way into the lineup in some way, shape, or form. The kid who who is willing to sit there and and take that information in. The kid that's going to struggle is the one that his first reaction is to come up with an excuse as to why either the coach is wrong or why it happened. Um, so mm-hmm. if you're a player and you're listening to this, you know, or you, even if you're a high school player, you're not going to be going through exit meetings. But when you get feedback from people, especially people that are going to make decisions or people that you trust, you need to self-assess and you need to use that as information that's going to help you get better. And it's no different when you're a college kid trying to fight for time on the playing field. Like if, you know, if a coach says you need to get better at handling the running game and your first reaction is, well, I'm not going to pitch out of the bullpen. Well, you probably need to just take a step back and think about, well, he probably told you that for a reason. And I can guarantee you that most of the stuff you're going to hear when you're a player in those exit meetings, it's not the first time you're hearing it. It's just the first time you're hearing it in that setting. Mm -hmm. Uh, So being able to take that in, being able to listen to it, being able to take the information and put it to good use, I promise you, you'll be better served. Um, Because it's not a clear path, especially if you're a freshman. you got to be, you got to be different. Like most freshmen aren't ready to play in college right away. Um, every team's got them, but if you got ten kids in a recruiting class, if you if four of those freshmen are legitimate contributors, you did pretty good with that class. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
You know, I mean, and that's just kind of the reality of it. Like, if you start getting to the highest levels of college baseball, you need to be willing to take that information in and you need to use it as a mechanism to get better because if you don't, you will fall behind the eight ball really quickly. Um, so check that ego at the door if you're a player and sit in there and take that information and put it to good use. I, I think that's probably my biggest piece of advice is that if you take it personal, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I, I think it's the logical evolution of what we talk about when you, you know, the recruiting process of finding somebody who can legitimately give you feedback and tell you where you fit, right? Like you, you want to find that person who can tell you where you fit, you know, best in the recruiting process. And when you get there, you have to trust that, you know, the coaches have your best interest in mind. They're trying to get you better, you know? And, and I think that, you know, I do believe that, you know, if you talk about it as a, as a program and you talk about it as, you know, a, a lot and make it a, you know, one of your pillars, you know, the, the, the ability to be able to self-assess and stuff. Like, I, I think that you, you know, most, most of your conversations are going to be relatively easy and straightforward because I think the kids know, you know, a, a good portion of the time, like they know their numbers, they know their stats, they know what they did, you know, and, and you can kind of look at it and be like, okay, like, these are the things that like, it makes it easier to say like, Hey, they, these are the things you have to get better at to pitch more these are the things you have to get better at to be in the lineup more, you know, Hey, you made eight errors at shortstop and the other guy who plays shortstop made one, like we got to get better defensively. If you want to find yourself in the lineup, like if all things are equal from an offensive standpoint, like the guy who plays defense, like we've talked about before, is going to find himself in the lineup more times than not, you know? So I, I think it's just kind of that natural evolution of being able to have that, give, receive that feedback from a trusted source who, who legitimately is, is interested in your development. Like they recruited you to be there because they think that you can play at that school. So they want, they want to get you the best version of yourself so that you can help them win. You just have to trust that that feedback is, is what it is that is best for you so that you can get to that version of yourself and help everyone win. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's two examples that stick out to me that will kind of close this out. We had a, yeah, I won't name names. I won't even talk about the school. Um, but one of the sat down with a kid and, you know, he had a, he had a rough fall. Um, freshman struggled, um, better velocity, better competition than he probably faced in a while. Guys could spin the ball. Um, and, you know, he struggled in the fight. I think he hit, I mean, he might have went like three for 25 or something like that. Like it was, it was tough. It was tough for him. And, you know, we tried to give him it, you know, pretty straightforward, but also in a constructive way. And it was like, hey, listen, you struggled a little bit this fall. Um, spin was a big issue for you. So we need to do it. We need to do something this offseason from either an approach perspective or a swing perspective that's going to put you in a position to be a little bit better at handling that spin. And his first response is, well, it's just because the guys know that I struggle with spin. That's why they threw me so many breaking balls. And that kid had a he had a tough time figuring it out in college because every single time that there was something that didn't go right, it was always there was always a reason as to why. Um, and you know, the, kind of the opposite end of the spectrum, we had a young man come in, and the conversation was, "Hey, man, right now you're probably a defensive replacement at best. We love how tough you are. We love how you show up every day. We need to get better offensively, so you got a chance to get in." 
And that kid just nodded his head and said, well, what do you need me to do? And he just, we just said, we need you to keep showing up every day and being a really good teammate and take advantage of your opportunity when it comes. And it's funny how that kid, not the most talented kid by any stretch of the imagination. At the end of the year, we somehow that kid's getting put in in the seventh inning. He's getting a pinch hit at bat. He's, he's base running. And that kid's helping us win games. And, and I think a lot of it just had to do with, I think a lot of it's just the, the lens at which they receive the feedback. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think, I think about we, that if you're a player. I think it goes both ways, right? Like I, I've had those conversations before and I, I always laugh because you're, you're like, there's some truth to the, the, the spin conversation, right? Like the, the pitchers know how to get, the hitters on their own team out, you know, but that also should tell you that that's something that you should work on in order to try to get yourself better. If everyone knows that you can't handle spin, like maybe set the hack attack up on breaking balls and try to get better at it. <laughs> you know, but okay. I, I've also had the same conversation of, you know, I've always, I've always found this to be funny, right? Like you, you have these conversations sometimes and it's like, well, you know, you're hitting 200 right now and the other guy's hitting 380. And the conversation is always like, well, you know, I, I had a couple bang, bang plays at first where, you know, I, I thought I was safe and they called me out. I'd be hitting 400. It's like, okay, like, what if they threw you out the other two times you got hits? Like, you'd be hitting zero. Thank you for listening this week. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that subscribe button and smash that like button for us. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at EMD Baseball. If you want to find out what me and Keith do to help families and players navigate the recruiting process, go ahead and check us out on emdbaseball.com. Take a few minutes to check out our new online academy. I promise you'll get some good information out of that. Thanks again for listening. Check in with you next week.